Welcome to After the Storm Comes a Rainbow. This is a podcast about storms and how we all have tribulation in our life. It's about growing deeper in your faith with Jesus Christ. Being able to talk about things in our life that are hard, things that we don't always talk about to our friends or our family. We're going to be talking about depression and overcoming it, anxiety and overcoming it. And we are going to be talking about suicide. Yes even suicide, because I don't think it's talked about enough in church. People are struggling and they are going through the hardest time of their life. And it's amazing how many people that I know in this Christian world that are struggling with the same thoughts and depression and anxiety that I went through a few years ago. Well, I am here to tell you that there's a way out. You are strong in the Lord and in his might. I just want you to lean in on his mercy. I want you to gather around with your blanket and your coffee. And I want you to just listen for what the Lord has to say to you. I want you to listen for what the Lord wants for you in your life. And I pray blessings and mercy over you and your family. I pray that you will be able to just stand strong in the Lord. For he is good. Yes, and his mercy endures forever. Amen. All right, let's get started. Welcome to After the Storm Comes a Rainbow. This is going to be a podcast where we are going to be talking about life, getting real, and just being honest with each other. Because life is too short to pretend and play games. You know, we are always living this social media life or living a lifestyle that we want. And we always are like, I want more. You know, who doesn't? I want to have a debt-free life or a relationship that is thriving I know that it's difficult to think about sometimes whenever we're living this life and thinking that it's just going to be um, something that we set goals for. And then when we don't accomplish those goals, it's like we totally beat ourselves up about it. And it's just not worth it in that situation. It's not worth um, living that, that denial that because we didn't make our goal that somehow that makes us worthless or it makes us not um, as successful as our friends or as our peers. And we've got to get all this mental mind of thinking that just because we didn't meet a goal that we set doesn't mean that we're not accomplishing what we were created for, that we weren't made to, to do something more. Of course we are. We have this spirit inside of us that is saying, yes, I want more and I can do more. And so when you start to believe in yourself and you start to, to understand your self-worth and who you are, and you start to say, yes, that is what I want for my life is I want to be able to look at this picture of a happy person that is debt-free, a happy person that's in a relationship, a healthy one, and someone who who is clothed in righteousness, someone who can stand and be able to lift up their fellow friends or people or whoever is around them and say, I have done this. I have been set free. Let me help you. Because there's so many ways that we can just be in our own mind or in our own head thinking that we don't need anyone else's help. We don't need to reach out or ask for help because in our mind, we think we just don't want to bother anyone. We're just going to stay to ourselves. We don't want to seem like we're a worry or a burden. Well, we are created to do life together. We are created to be in relationship together. We were created to walk closely together and not just closely together, 
but closely with God. We were created to walk closely with him and to be in his presence. We were created to worship. Whether we worship God, we will worship something because we were created to worship. So if you choose to worship God, then praise be glory to God. Amen. And you should worship him with all your heart because that's what he calls us all to do is to worship him with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. When you do that and you just continuously do that, the Lord says, when you seek first my kingdom and my righteousness, all these things shall be added unto you. And when you say all these things, you're like, well, what things, God? Well, you know, that's where you go to God and you say, that's where you get your little goals. And you say, God, this is what I want. (laughs) You go to him and you say, Jesus, look, I need you to do this for me. And you know, Jesus isn't going to say, that's too hard or "Mm, no, thank you. Jesus is going to say, yes, yes, my child, let me partner with you. Let me partner with you. Let me send my spirit So that you will be strengthened through this time. Let me pour out my grace because grace, grace, grace. He gives us fresh mercies every day. And joy, yes, joy comes in the morning, but mercy too. Yes, mercy. And let me say, whenever God says, I've got you, I'm holding on to you. You are in the palm of my hands. Don't let go. Don't let go of get in this world and hear that talk about well, God, he left me. Oh my God, God took all my, my family or my, my friends or, you know, I was, I had such great friends. Well, in your mind, God saw what was going on behind the scenes. He saw how they were talking bad about you. He saw how they were not equally involved in your relationship. He saw how you were too busy trying to please and impress them that you forgot about him. So he had to remove them from your life so that he could just get to you. And you may think, well, yeah, that is right. I see how that happened to me. Well, that's because God is the almighty. He is the one that that sees everything before it happens. And it's one of those things where it's like he does everything for our favor, you know, and it's it's interesting because it's like if God knows everything from the beginning to the end, then don't I think that as a child of God, I should seek him first so that I can understand what I need in my life and the people that I want to have around me. I'd rather have them now than to suffer through so much trial and tribulation that I would have to endure whenever God says, you just need to come to me and ask. You have not because you ask not. And we get into this prideful mind where we think we don't need to ask for anything. Oh, I'm independent. I'm this, I'm that. I don't need anyone to help me. I can pay all my bills on my own. And then you're over here struggling like, um, how am I going to pay my rent? How am I going to pay my light bill? How am I going to pay my water bill? Well, you know what? You need to seek first God's kingdom because Jesus says that all of this, all of this is given to you. It's, it's given. It's a gift. He says, my God shall supply all my needs according to his glorious riches. And I'm telling you, I'm saying God is rich, not just rich in mercy, not just rich in love. He is rich in patience. He is rich in joy. He is rich in in confidence. Are you are you feeling down about yourself, about your body, about your self image? Oh, you better seek God. 
you find him and you ask him, Lord, give me your confidence. Give me the boldness of the Holy Spirit so that I can stand. Show me, God, how to be able to be like you because I want to be able to shine a light in the darkness. There's people at my work, Lord, that, you know, are getting more credit than I am. Father God, I need you. I need you to show me so that I can be able to either find out the truth. How are they getting this done? Or how can how can you help me? so that I can thrive in my, in my workplace. Well, God will definitely partner with you and he'll say, yes, child, I've just been waiting for you to ask. And then he starts moving people out the way. And then you start getting recognition for projects that you're doing and that you're working hard on. You start getting recognition for everything that you're doing because they're like, wow, that was great work. And then all of a sudden you're being rose up. You're being rose up out of the darkness, out of the, out of the pit. And people are like, wow, I had no idea that you had all of that inside of you. Well, you know who it was? It was God pulling it out of you because we all have something inside of us that is being birthed and brought to life. We just have to ask God to bring it forth so that it will live, that it will be birthed out of our body so that, so that it will grow into this massive tree and just roots grow deep into the ground because God wants you to be able to stand He wants you to be able to stand up for what is right. And he wants you to be able to stand up for what shall be done for his kingdom. You know, we shall always do everything with the kingdom of God in mind because everything is for God. Everything that we do is going to be for the kingdom of God. No matter what we're going through in our lives, no matter what's going on, we should always think first about, is this going to glorify God or is this going to glorify me? Because I can do whatever I want. I have the freedom, the free will to do whatever I want to do. So it's about thinking about whether or not it's worth it. You know, the Lord says that you should serve wholeheartedly as if you are working for the Lord, not people, because you know that the Lord will reward each one for whatever good they do, whether they are slave or free. Ephesians 6, 7 through 8. That's a lot to think about right there. Thinking about you know, I'm going to be rewarded for what I do on this earth. Thinking about, am I going to be rewarded for what I do and don't do? And it's like, I think we all like to be rewarded, especially when we die and go to heaven and we are expecting to just be with the Lord. I think a lot of us are going to be really confused if we realize that this whole time we were serving ourselves and never serving the Lord. That's definitely one of my fears. One of my biggest fears is to get to heaven and realize that I lived this life for myself and not for the Lord. And I don't want that for anyone. I don't want that for you. I don't want that for me or my kids. And I think about how is it that we can go through so much in this life and feel like we've accomplished so much or feel like we haven't accomplished anything. And it's always weight based on ourselves and what we can do, what we can accomplish instead of what God can accomplish through us because we are created to be used by God for his purpose so that he can bring back salvation to people because that's where we are. We're in this broken world where people are reaching out and they just need to be loved. That's it. They just want to be loved. They want to be um, included. They want to feel like they can 
come to you and talk to you about anything in their life. You know, it was so hard for me going through my depression because my mom, she's, you know, Southern Baptist, Southern Baptist women. I tell you what, they are mighty, mighty and mighty in the word, but sometimes they have a little bit of no filter and they have a little bit of no emotions. And it's kind of hard to talk to them whenever I'm definitely a millennial, very low, like not low, but like, I guess the very edge of a millennial. So I'm more of like mixed in with my mom's generation, if that makes sense. But it's just really hard because I still live in my emotions and I still very much feel hurt whenever someone says something that hurts my feelings. Like, and it's hard for me to hide that. I think it's hard for a lot of people to hide how they really feel whenever their feelings get hurt because it's like we either act out in anger or we climb up, we close away, or we just shut them out completely. And that's not good for anyone. That's not solving conflict. It's not helping the kingdom of God for sure. It's like the enemy really wants to put division within us and we get offended over every little comment that someone makes about us. That's not okay. It's not okay to get offended every single time because God says the spirit of the Lord doesn't get offended. And if you have the spirit of the Lord inside of you, you should not be as easily offended. You should go to God and say, "Mm, they know exactly what they were saying with that comment, God. So I'm going to give it to you. You deal with them and you deal with their attitude because I can't. That's how I talk to the Lord. That's what I tell him. When somebody says something crazy to me, I look at them and I, in my mind, say, I rebuke you in Jesus name. And I say, Lord, you better take it because I'm about to go off. And sometimes that's what it takes. It's about honesty. It's about a relationship with the Lord. And it's about trying to build your relationship with other people because that's what, where God's heart is. His heart is with people. His heart's not at your job. His heart's not with you trying to be a supervisor, manager, whatever you want to be in your life. Yes, he'll partner with you, but he cares about the people that are around you, that are broken, that are searching, that are crying out when they get home because they have no friends who are searching high and low on social media just to make themselves feel better, just because they they want to feel something. They're cutting themselves. God is reaching out for you to touch them, for you to be in their presence, just to be there for them, just to be aware of the people around you, maybe your neighbors. You may never even talk to your neighbors because you drive your car straight into your garage door and you close it shut. You may wave from your window when you walk outside or in your car when you see your neighbor getting the mail. Other than that, you've probably never said five words to your neighbor. And that may be the person that God put in your life so that you can reach them or they can reach you because there's always ways to grow. And I always think of myself as a living thing that is constantly growing like a sunflower. I think about sunflowers because first of all, they give food. And we are to feed the people. We are to take care of the people that are around us and feed them. And it's very important that we stay in the word of God. It's very important that as Christians that we seek God and we understand what he wants for us in our life. But it's so important that we continuously try to feed ourselves. 
because you cannot draw from an empty well. You cannot go and, and pull water or anything from someone that's empty. You can't. You won't, you won't go to an empty cupboard and, and get fed. You just won't. So you must stay awake. You must stay prepared in and out of season. You have to be ready. You have to be ready and you must be able to stand. And if you don't know how to stand, this is how you do it. We're going to talk about it. You go to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10, the armor of God. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of the dark world, and against those spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, you stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. And Paul says, pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of God, for which I am the ambassador in chains, Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. Now, we should also pray for our leaders. And I think about that as Paul was saying, pray for me. You know, we should also pray for our pastors, our leaders, our families. Sometimes my husband says he feels left out because I'm constantly praying for other people. And he doesn't think that I'm praying for him or that our relationship matters to him because I pour so much into others that he doesn't feel like he's being poured into. So I want you to pour into your relationship with your your spouse, pour into them, pour into them so that they can feel that you love them too. Pray for them at night and let them know how much they're loved. You know, it's it's hard in this world to be in a family and feel alone, to feel separated from everyone else because you feel so isolated even when you're around a lot of people. And it's not because you feel like everything is perfect or busy or whatever it is. It's because you may actually feel alone even when there's people around because you feel like no one knows you. They don't really know me. They don't really know what I'm going through. They don't know what I'm thinking. They have no idea how it feels to be this way. Have you told them? Have you told them how you feel? Have you told them that you're feeling sad or that you've thought about committing suicide? Have you told them? Because people can't help you. They can't be there for you. They can't understand what's going on in your mind if you don't tell them. If you don't say, I've really been struggling. I've really been having bad thoughts. I've really been trying to just make it through the day without crying. Well, you know what? We are all human beings. We've all been there. We all hurt and we all struggle with something. 
There is no one in this world that is perfect. And if they are pretending to be perfect, if you see someone on social media, their life is so perfect, honey, I guarantee their life is the worst. They are crying out for help and they are doing it in broad daylight saying, help me. I I am trying to find the perfect filter. You know how hard that is? You know, I didn't even know there were filters. This is, I mean, seriously, I'm a millennial, but I'm not barely, I'm barely a millennial. I'm like, I had no idea how many different filters there were. And then I downloaded an app to figure it out. And it was just like all these different things, you know, trying to post the perfect picture or trying to post the perfect caption and the perfect hashtags just to get reach to people. And is it worth it? And I think to myself, is it, is it worth it? Am I doing this for myself or for the kingdom? Myself or the kingdom? And it's like, well, I'm trying to run a business. So is it for myself or the kingdom? And I still have to constantly tell myself, you know, if it's going to be for the kingdom of God, I'm going to have to tithe a lot of this money. And if it's going to be for myself, then, you know, I'm, I'm taking away glory from God. And it's really one of those struggles with between the, the spirit and the flesh, because it's a constant battle. And now I'm at a point in my life where I just want to do everything for the kingdom of God. I want to run my race so hard that I finish strong and that I am able to pull, you know, people with me. I want to be able to make sure that the people that I'm running next to now, that I'm constantly pulling them with me, that I don't leave anyone behind, that I'm not like, okay, I'm gone, but I I have to run my race. You know, God does put us in this world to bear each other's burdens, mourn with those who mourn, be joyful with those who are joyful, you know, and it's one of those things where it's like you want to do all those things, but you constantly have to remind yourself, I'm running my race. This is my race that I'm in and I have to take it every single step I take. I I was running with my husband. He signed me up for a, a four mile run. And I haven't ran in such a long time before he had signed me up for this. This was probably about mm, a month ago. And we're running. I'm running. And I'm like thinking in my mind, Lord, I can't do this. I am 50 pounds overweight, if not more. And I'm thinking to myself, my husband has been doing Orange Theory for the last year and a half. And I have been doing Zumba. And I have been doing it at the local gym and it's, it's okay, but I've, that's the only kind of workout that I get. So as I'm like running and I'm running my race and I'm running and there's people that are passing me and you know, that's, that's legit. You know, I'm, I'm obese. (laughs) I mean, I'm not obese, but I'm, I'm overweight for sure. And I'm running, I am being passed but as I'm, as they're passing me, I am thinking to myself, it could not be more biblical. This race that I'm running, I was every step I took, I was praising the Lord because it was something that I thought I could never do. I was running and I was praising God and I was thanking him. I had no earbuds. I had no music. It was me, the Lord, the pavement. And I was running and there were people that were next to me and they were running. There were people that were behind me and they were walking. But you know what? They were doing their race. And as I was running this race, there were people old, young, middle-aged. They were all running. And I'm running. People are passing me. And I'm thinking to myself, you know what, God? Yeah, 
this is this is literally what I feel like the race is about. All of us, no matter what nationality we are, we are called to run the race of the gospel, that we are to finish our race. As I was running, I kept thinking about my friends and my family, how there are some people that are more advanced than I am. They read the Bible every single day. They worship. They pray in the spirit every single day. They are constantly trying to make themselves better in the word of God and the relationship with Jesus. And I think about my, my journey with God and my relationship with Jesus. And it starts to get to me because it's like, you know, I, I just started. I feel like I just started a few years ago. And I feel like I'm so far behind and people are so far advanced. Even people that are younger than me are more advanced than I was at that age. And it, it's kind of discouraging as I'm running my race and people are passing me and, you know, I'm, I begin to walk. So then I start to walk as I'm walking. I start thinking, well, I'm still going forward. I haven't stopped. I haven't given up. I'm still running my race. I still plan to keep running, but right now I need to rest. It's okay to rest. God says that it's okay. He says to be still and know that I am God. And when you do that, when you be still and you understand who God is and you rest in his, in his glory and in his presence, you know, there is fullness, fullness of joy in the presence of the Lord. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Don't ever feel like you don't have a choice in life. You have every choice. Every choice is yours to make. You can be free or you can be a slave because something will hold on to you. You're either going to hold on to God and he's going to hold on to you because he says, if you draw near to me, I'll draw near to you. But if you don't, then what happens is something else will grab you up. You'll become a slave to that. You know, as I was running and I was doing my race, I kept thinking about how everyone is trying to do their best without passing out. Everyone's trying not to get injured or hurt. Everyone's trying to just one foot in front of the other. And, you know, it's kind of like life. We're all trying to do this life without being injured or hurt. But, you know, runners fall. Runners tumble. Runners pass out. They get cramps. Runners have to be taken off on stretchers. There's ambulances there. They get dehydrated because they don't drink enough water. Can you understand how it is to be dry, to be running your race, and you are getting drier and drier because you didn't drink enough water? You're just being dehydrated. Just sweat just keeps pouring out of you because you're not putting anything else into you. You can serve God, but if you're not eating the word, drinking the word, putting it back into your body, you're not serving yourself. And God can do so much more when you equipped yourself with his word. God says that you should study to show yourself approved. And I know I want to study to be approved by God. It's a, it's a struggle to, to read the Bible, I know. But did you know you can listen to the Bible? Just press play. Just open up the Bible 
Go to Romans, Ephesians, Galatians, John, Matthew, Mark, Psalms. Press play. I know Psalms is in the Old Testament, but when I feel down, when I feel out, when I feel like no one understands me, I go right to Psalms because David, he knew what it was like to be chased by someone he loved. He loved Saul. He loved him. He he knew he was going to be king. He knew, but he knew Saul was also an anointed one and he wouldn't touch him. And there's so many people that are struggling just trying to get through the day and Psalms will help you. You can read Psalms and you can relate in just a minute and you will feel the power of God come upon you because it's so powerful because it's just like he is crying out to God, just as I feel like my spirit cries out to God. And then all of a sudden it's like Jesus rescues me. He rescues me out of this mess or this turmoil that I feel. And he pulls me up out of the darkness and he shows me his life. And it's the things that matter the most to us whenever we are going through the little things in life you know, taking our kids to school, dropping them off, picking them up. It doesn't seem like very much because it just seems like that's just something that you do. Taking them to football practice, basketball practice, ballet, dance, cheer, whatever it is. It's just what we do. But to them, that is everything. That is their life right there. You are making a sacrifice for your children. Don't stop. Don't think about, oh, I'm so tired. Just do it. Just get up. Do it. It'll be over with soon. It's a new day. It's a new beginning. It's a new dawn. Don't even think about it. Just do it. It's one of those things where it's just like, you don't even have to think twice about things that you're going to do. You just get up. You do it. And as a mom, I think about, man, I really just wish that my kids you know, could be a little closer to me. You know, I wish, I wish I could do this or that. Well, you know what my kids do all day? They play on their game. They play Xbox. Well, am I going to whine about it or am I going to go in there and learn how to play with them? You know, I watch my mom. She's in her sixties. She comes down here and my boys are in their room playing in the Xbox. You know what she does? She goes in their room, their dirty room that I've told them to clean before grandma got here. You know how that goes. And they, she goes in there And she doesn't really say much anymore about their rooms, but she goes, well, will you teach me how to play that game? I want to play that game with you. And my boys get so excited. Their eyes light up. They're like, grandma, you want to play this game with me? Grandma, this is Fortnite. (laughs) And my mom, you know, anointed and filled with the Holy Spirit. Yes, I want to play this game with you. I want to play with my grandkid. And I just think that's amazing. And I think that's an example that I want. I want to play with my children as well. So, of course, I tried to learn, you know, my son, he says I'm trash. I can't play. That's that's his words, not mine. He, you know, and I'm like, you know, I'm learning. I may not be as good as you because I haven't mastered it yet. But that doesn't mean that I'm not trying. Just like with running, it's not like everyone else there, they've, they've practiced, they have trained, they have poured into their body nutrients and they have poured into their body water and they have poured into their body time that they have worked so hard so that they can run their race. And so it's so important for us as believers to fill ourselves with 
the things that will equip us. So surround yourself with the right people. Jesus had Peter, James, and John. And I think it's very important that he set this example for us because you find yourself people that will be with you, people that will pray for you. I don't mean just a whole big group of people and sending out messages on Facebook, pray for me, pray for me, blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. I don't want you to go on social media to be like, pray for me this, pray for me that. I want you to know three people at least that you can call in the middle of the night, the middle of the night, and you say, I need prayer now. And they start praying for you right there on that phone. Almighty God, have mercy on their soul, and they go into prayer. And then you find yourself someone that will come to your house in the middle of the night. No matter what, you call them and you say, I need prayer. And they say, I'll be there. I'm on my way now. You find that person, that person that will lay on the floor with you and cry and pray to God so that you can come out of whatever you're going through so that you don't feel alone. You find that person. Don't you give up looking for that person. You pray for God to find them tonight, today, for God to send them to your life so that you don't feel alone. And you pray that God sends you someone that will serve beside you, someone that will serve beside you so that you two can do the kingdom of God together. Because there may not be all three of the people that you named that can do all those things for you because we all have lives, but you find one person that is willing to serve beside you the vision that God has given you. And you, in return, you help them as well because they may be little Timothys or they may be a Paul and you may be their Timothy, but you lean on them and they will lean on you and you grow your friendship together because it's worth it. And don't you give up, don't give up hope that tomorrow is a new day. There is nothing that is so bad in this world that cannot be changed. Do you understand? God can cover anything. He is almighty powerful and he loves you so much. I know this for a fact. I know this. He loves you. He loves you more than you know. I always had this bad image of God when I was younger. And then I started having dreams from God when I got older a few years ago. And it was after I prayed. I prayed a mighty, mighty prayer. I prayed, God, teach me your ways, O Lord, so that I may live according to the truth. Create in me a pure heart, O God, so that I may honor you. On my knees, crying out to God every single night. Over and over, I prayed that prayer. And then I started having dreams from God. And he started showing up in my life like I'd never seen him before. But he was always there. He was just waiting for me to call out on him. And I guarantee you that he's waiting for you to call out on him. All you have to do is ask him. All you have to do is pray. And he will be there. He will send his angels to protect you. He will be there pushing back the enemy. And don't think just because you're going through something in your life that God has left you. He hasn't. 
Trust me, he has not. He is waiting for you to call on him because it may be the only way he can get to you. I've prayed prayers that you won't even believe for my family just to get them to come to Christ, just to get them to be saved. I tell him, you do whatever you have to do, God, but you bring him to the kingdom of God. You bring them back to us. You bring them back to you because I know you can do it. He's mighty. And I know that whatever your circumstance is, no matter what it is, it's not too big for God. It's not. He'll laugh and think, yeah, I'll do that for you. But you have to ask him. I know it's hard, but you have to open your mouth and you speak it out into the atmosphere. Jesus says that his word does not come back void. That means you will get an answer. It'll be yes, no, but let it be so. I pray that the Lord will say yes, whatever it is you ask, because I ask for crazy things. I asked the Lord for a rainbow. He didn't just give me one. He didn't just give me a double rainbow. He gave me many rainbows in the sky, even right after I prayed for them. I asked, I received, I asked, I received, and I kept asking because I was going through the worst time of my life. It was what I needed to get through the day. It was what I needed to get through life. And he pulled me out of my grave. He pulled me out of death. He can do the same for you. He will do the same for you. I don't want you to give up on life. I don't want you to give up on God. So I want you to equip yourself with the word of God. I want you to read the word. Get in Romans. Read about faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Faith is so important to have. If you don't have faith, you need to get back to salvation because salvation is where it's at. Jesus died on the cross for you and your sins. All you have to do is confess the Lord through your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you shall be saved, that Jesus is Lord. And it's really that simple. It really is. That's the story of the cross. It's just Jesus dying on the cross for our sins. It's huge. It's everything. He made a way for us out of what seemed like no way, but he did. If you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, I want you to take a minute and to ask the Lord to come into your life, to be the Lord of your life and to be your Lord and Savior. And he will. He will begin to show up in your life in ways that you didn't even realize. You'll look back and think he has been there the entire time because he loves people so much that he can't help but to give even when we take so much. So I just pray that you guys will be able to take this message and take it to heart. What you need to know, what you need to work on in your life. A lot of this was speaking to me as well. Whenever I was listening to it again, it was like the Lord was like, this is you. And I preach to myself a lot of the times. It's interesting because I'm in Bible college and they always say, Alicia, you're a teacher. And I don't see myself as a teacher because I feel less than, I feel like who would ever listen to me? I am nobody. I am no one. And it's not about who I am. It's about who God is. And it's about who God says I am. Because I have to know who I am in Christ to be able to do what I need to do for him and his kingdom. And I always have to remind myself that it's not me, that it's the Lord working through me. That if the Lord is working through me, then I must yield my spirit to him and let him do his will. And I that's my prayer for everyone that's listening. I just pray over you. I pray over your home and your family. 
let's just ask the Lord to just come into our lives. Father God, I just thank you so much for everything that you do for us in our lives, Lord. I pray over each one that's listening to this podcast, Father God. I just pray over our homes, Lord. I pray that you will just put a hedge of fire around us, Father God, that you will protect us as we go through our day, Lord. I pray for healing over the sick, Father God. You said that in your word that by his stripes we are healed. I pray, Father God, that cancer must go now in Jesus' name. I pray, Father God, that anxiety and depression it has to go father god i bind the devil in the name of jesus and i pray peace over your situation and your circumstances i pray that you will be able to stand that you will equip yourself with the armor of god that we spoke about earlier today the helmet of salvation, the belt of truth, the shield of faith. Make sure that you are standing in the readiness to prepare for the gospel and that you are ready with everything in your might, praying in the spirit of God, standing strong in your faith. I pray that you will be able to just stand. If you can't do anything else, if you can't get out of bed, I pray that you stand on the word of God and that the living sacrifice of Jesus Christ will be in your body. I pray that you will cast all your fears and your worries upon the Lord. I pray for every person that is listening to this podcast, that they will be touched by the Holy Spirit, that they will be filled by the Spirit of the Almighty God, and that He will comfort you, He will prepare you, He will lead you into all truth and destination. He is the Spirit of truth, and He will not, not let you down. I pray that the Holy Spirit will just encourage you as you go through your day, that He will wrap His holy arms around you, and He will fill you with His Spirit of joy, His Spirit of goodness, his spirit of patience and kindness and goodness and mercy. I pray for you that you will be equipped with the army that God has sent forth for you, that as soon as you started to pray, his angels went out for you. They were going and they were ministering to you. He was sending charge over you and you are there. You are there in the thick of it, but you are not alone in your storm. I pray that all things must come to an end in any situation, finding depression, anxiety, it must go in Jesus' name. You will be set free. You will see a victory in the mighty name of Jesus and that you will look up and you will see a rainbow. I pray and I declare over you in your home and your house that it shall be saved in the almighty name of Jesus Christ for he is the almighty, the alpha and the omega. He sits on the throne and he is enthroned in grace and goodness and I know his mercy is everlasting and will live in your life. Don't you give up on God for there is hope for life and there was hope for tomorrow he is the alpha and the king and i pray mercy and patience and peace over you and i pray that you will just be in his presence and just wait on the lord wait on the lord in jesus name i pray amen so thank you so much for listening to after the storm comes a rainbow i hope that we all got something from this message today and I pray blessings over each and one of you and I just can't wait to see what God has done in your lives that is what I am so excited for is to hear the blessings that God has began to pour out on you and just the glory of God in your lives so I hope you guys continue on in your day Make sure that you read your Bible, stay in your word, and just pray. Pray and worship. All right, you guys have a great day. Be blessed.